0: Welcome to the Insights podcast. I'm Steve Boeckner here with the dream team. Again, we have got Sven Ringling, Becky Murray, Brandon Toons. Hi, guys.
1: Ooh. Well, it's
0: been a while. We kind of took some time off over the summer, I think, which was good. Um, summer's get a little crazy when it comes to scheduling things like this. And so, uh, summer's coming sort of to a close, I guess, you know, kids are going back to school. Um, Weather's starting to turn up here in the northern hemisphere anyway and um it also means that success connect is right around the corner uh it's coming in september um week of september 11th right so uh in las vegas and this is the is this the first in-person one since COVID started
2: it is yes
0: i think so um it's going to be exciting i i don't think i'll be able to make it there but i think uh Brandon, you're going to be there. Becky, you will Sven is uh, going to be somewhere, probably on his way to Africa for a long, much needed vacation break and adventure. So good for him. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So one thing we wanted to talk about was success connect, right? Um, What are some questions we have right about success connect? What would we like to see come out of success connect? Uh, What are our expectations? Not that it's really going to influence anything, but I think it sort of gives us a, um, it's kind of a, a, an echo of what we're seeing from our customers, but also in the marketplace. And uh, it's probably something different than what you'll see coming from SAP success factors because, you know, we we inhabit a different sort of space than they do. Although we're in the same ecosystem, um, our perspectives are a little bit different. So, Becky, I'll start with you. What are some of the things that you would like to see at Success Connect or some things you're expecting or some answers you'd like to have?
2: Thanks, Steve. Well, I am very excited and very much looking forward to reconnecting with everyone in person again. Um, it just feels like it has been too long. I'm excited about a few various different product things um, and some features and functionality. But I think first and foremost, I am excited to meet Erin Green. Um, He was named, I think about two months now, Chief Marketing and Solutions Officer for SuccessFactors. He comes out of um, Australia, has been with SuccessFactors for a few years, and I think with some different software groups before that. Um, But I'm just excited to um, learn a little bit more about him, um, see um, how he'll take on his role and what plans he has. Um, I'm thinking that he'll probably come out at some point during the opening keynote. I think they'll probably do a little um, introduction of all the high-level leaders or carousel folks on stage in some form or fashion. Um, so I'm excited to uh, meet him and to hear uh, from him directly. That'll be exciting. I'm also exciting excited to see a little bit more built out around um, some of the talent capabilities that have been um, introduced, You know. Somewhat recently, um, particularly um, around the marketplace and um, some of the new competency structures, so I'm excited to hear um, you know some of the um, the changes there and what some of the go forward plans are in that particular space. Um, and then overall, I'm excited to hear a little bit more about analytics. And I know everyone throws in analytics as you know. A round out to a conversation, but really excited to see now that a lot of these pieces are more fully enmeshed with each other now that, you know, onboarding 2.0 is fully enmeshed into the system and, um, you know, opportunities, marketplaces in there. How some of these different pieces will give us um, just some more involved and more insightful analytics. So I'm I'm excited about that piece as well, Steve.
0: Yeah, yeah, those are some, some uh, good things to look forward to. And yeah. It's always good to meet the new leadership right and uh and it's exciting to see um you know some some good changes there at success factors and it'll be interesting to see what it brings right
2: yeah absolutely you know especially because he's um you know from a different region so maybe Mm -hmm. he'll have a a little bit more of a global flair to him in terms of uh, the the evolution of the product Um, so he'll you know just bring a different perspective to the table
0: yeah, I, I think those perspectives are really important, you know, success factors as a global company, they have global reach and a lot of global companies use them because of that. And seeing, uh, you know, some global diversity and leadership. Can't hurt at all. It has to be a good thing.
2: Yep, absolutely.
0: Okay, Brandon, what are you looking forward to? Can-
1: Thanks, Steve. I, I think the thing I am always curious about is what is the headline? uh that we're going to get so uh you know a couple of years ago or two or three years ago it was digital assistant uh last year it was clearly uh, uh you know work zone and and home page redesign and those were the things that I, you know at least the those are the things that i took away um so what is there going to be this year to kind of wow us um because there's always something they want to kind of uh, uh show us uh you know the the innovation that that they're doing um i i uh, you know, I uh, hear of things like uh, dynamic teams and, you know, I think that that would be uh, kind of cool, uh, you know, assuming that it's something around uh, helping align your businesses, uh, you know, the teams around, you know, uh, the, the 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 project nature of, of work these days and, and being able to uh, enable success factors to kind of um, uh, model uh, to that. I think that would be a really cool thing if, if we get some of that. So that would be, uh, that'd be really uh, one thing I would be interested in is, you know, what's the headline and then, you know. So uh, I uh, will of course be uh, excited to go all the r- uh, roadmap sessions, and from that I usually get a sense of you know where is the uh, where's the investment going, where uh, where is the growth coming, um, and so you know some areas that I'm hoping to see some growth on, uh, you know time uh, you know uh, time management was an area where there was uh, clearly some momentum last year, I want to see if that's keeping up. Uh, benefits, uh, was an area, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, frankly needs, uh, uh, some investment on that side. And so hoping that we're going to see some of those gaps close and, and how the benefits work, particularly for us clients um and you know just some of the other areas as well obviously I'm, I'm really excited about uh, or or wanting to see what what's coming for Employee Central and um and then of course I'll, uh, the payroll and uh, payroll integration and and the SAP side but it's, Steve I'll, I'll, I won't steal your thunder because I'm sure that's going to be one area you're really going to want to talk about so I just want to see you know where are we going you know they can't invest in all things every time so where uh, where are the bets being placed uh, this time around, and you know what can we be expecting to see? Uh, how is the the, the solution uh, going to evolve over the next uh, you know year to two years? Yeah, yeah,
0: good points. Yeah, you can't invest in everything at once. Although we would like them to,
1: right? Yeah, fix Just- everything immediately, please. Yes, please. Yeah.
0: So, Spen, I know that you will. You're not going to be there. You're going to be uh, heading out, but. What are some things that have been on your mind for uh, Success Connect? Things in the Success Factors ecosystem that you know you would like to see answered or shown or, or discussed at Success at Success Connect? Excuse me. Indeed, the choice
3: between a gin and tonic tonic under an East African sunset and um, a poor coffee at a conference I mean you've got to get your priorities right right? yeah exactly but I'm really I I am excited uh, to see what has happened when I come back in November and look at all the shiny uh, new things that have been announced and and maybe some people have already played with them and um, so I've already also gone through the agenda and kind of decided what would I want to see if I were there um and certainly I'm I think I'm, I'm looking at a few elements that have been introduced in recent years, and where I would like them to add some investment rather than comes with something completely new and forget about the other things which are like 80% there or 50 or 90 whatever. um And both Brenton and Becky have talked about the uh, whole theme around opportunity marketplace dynamic teams. I think I would expect uh, a lot of investment there to really make this. Um, Maybe if we have employee central as the central admin part, I think this is going to develop into the uh, people growth center uh, and and really um, grasp all the other elements, all the other talent modules and and data from EC and data from outside and and add some AI in there um, to really become the central part, the go-to place for employees who who want to grow in, in their careers. And I think there's a there's a nucleus there, but there's a lot of of growth opportunities for this uh, tool um, then. Obviously, there are the, the other things which um, uh, have been developed in the last few years and, and kind of need to be yeah 100% there if, if this is ever possible. So, uh, time tracking has done a few great steps. I'm, I'm, looking forward to hear what's what's happening in in the future with that um analytics Becky has mentioned analytics as a central part I mean we we can already see how uh, story reporting is is actually designed to be a great tool but we are waiting for it to be really really stable and reliable uh, enough to to convince also large customers uh, and to roll it out to to line managers without regret so it's promised for the next uh release so fingers crossed that's going to work and then I think that will be a big big step um, to get away from the legacy tools and they really can announce sunset dates they still haven't right um, and in that context also um, interested to see what they are going to do with uh workforce planning now that they have the the template on the sub analytics cloud for planning the workforce template to see how this is going to develop and, and basically convince customers who still stick to the old uh, personnel cost planning and simulation solution on premise um, convince them that there's actually something better and modern out there for them to use but I think that's the, the main point.
1: Um, I'm going to just piggyback real quick on the people analytics uh, stories um, uh, since you mentioned it and Becky mentioned it. One thing I I, I do want, uh, hopefully, some clarity around is um, two or three years ago. I think it was I think it was three years ago when the people analytics rollout happened. They they you know were pretty emphatic that you know, we're going to get to the point, you know, within a couple of years where they're going to be sunsetting, uh, the existing legacy tools. Uh, so that would be ORD, uh, people, uh, you know, your, uh, advanced reporting as, as we know it. And then the ad hoc reporting, they said, uh, you know, we need to start telling people to get off of those things right now. Um, um, and so, you know, being, uh, being the, uh, good little, uh, uh, soldier that I am I started you know trying to influence my customers say no 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 let's start all you, you know if you're for your new implementations let's just start with people analytics and let's not worry about those other tools because they're going away well um, as, as as Finn kind of alluded to there's there are some performance issues. There are some challenges with People Analytics that, uh, quite frankly, don't make that realistic. Um, and you know, I just want to get a, a better sense of number one: is it still the go-forward strategy? Uh, are they, uh, or are they going to have to back off of, uh, on that completely because People Analytics just isn't going to be kind of the go-to solution throughout the rest of uh, your, you know, uh, of the system? Um, you know, it's an excellent tool for analytics. Uh, there's, you know, I've uh, I've got. Uh, 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 access to a system that's got all the analytics, uh, enabled. They're, they're fabulous. Um, but they are not, uh, it is not a day-to-day transactional tool of choice, uh, for most customers. And so, uh, you know, I would like for them to, you know, provide some, some clarity around that specifically. And then again, I, I don't expect, uh, always that you're going to have all the answers, but when you do clearly state that you're like, Hey, get rid of all these other things, then I think you do, uh, we do deserve uh, for you to come back and say whoops that was not right this is uh-huh. actually the the process that we need to follow um and, and instead it's just kind of gotten softer and softer as far as the the voice of what we're going to be doing with people analytics so i just hope some i hope there's some more uh, clarity around that point
2: that's a great uh-huh. point brandon you know there's believe it or not and most people don't think about this but there's a key and fundamental difference between reporting and analytics reporting on a day to day basis is getting, you know, uh, a rehash of transactions, you know, an output of data, maybe organized into to summaries or tabulations of some sort, but, you know, Analytics is for the purpose of analysis to try to gain some type of insight from that data and for, you know, a lot of your, your day to day HR practitioners at the HR business partner level. They're more so looking for reports and need, you know, an easy to use tool to kind of pull that information from Um, and, you know, I still train a lot of my customers on ad hoc reporting for the the components that it supports you know outside of some of the uh, more robust mdf objects you can still get some really good reports out of that quickly and easily um you know with usable data you know very very quickly um so that for a lot of my my day-to-day reporting is is still my go-to so i yeah brandon that's a great point i'd love to hear you know what the future plans are there and um And, you know, there is a learning curve for people analytics to to use that particular component.
3: I'm thinking about that story reporting, which uh, is meant to be an operational reporting tool as opposed to the workforce analytics module or what you can do in SAC. Uh, Maybe they've taken a bridge too far with that towards an analytics tool. It's somewhere in between. It, It can do more than you would normally expect from a plain operational reporting tool but not everything you would expect from a fully grown analytics tool maybe that's what made it a bit bulky my understanding still is um that that the idea is that they announce the sunset for the old for the legacy tools once they have the the performance issues in in grip but yeah we, we don't know when this is going to happen apparently there's an attempt in the next release so fingers crossed
0: yeah Good questions, so hopefully we can get some clarity on that. Right? Um, it's been around for a while and that's, that's the thing with. Announcing roadmaps, right? Roadmaps change and there's all the disclaimers on it, but, um. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't and, um, I think after a while, you just got to be real about it and say, well, it's not going to happen. And so we can't plan on that anymore. And, you know, maybe someday it will, but, um. Not for now, and I, you know, that's not just with analytics and reporting. And I think that's been throughout the product suite through all of time. Stuff like that's happened. I'm looking forward to two things from Success Connect: hearing about two things. And Brandon touched on this earlier. It's it's the new payroll, the new payroll module, whatever it's going to be called, next gen payroll. I don't I don't know what it's called officially, but we we know it's out there. We know it's it's you know there's some beta customers out there, but I really want success factors to show customers a roadmap of the new payroll so that customers can start to figure out what they're gonna do. Um, a roadmap that would say, you know, country by country, when do we expect a beta version and a and a generally available version? Uh, you know, a lot of my customers have five, 10, 12 countries on SAP payroll. Um, they have a lot of other things on their on-prem system and, you know, going to Employee Central is, is good for their core HR. They're not ready at this point really to take their, their payroll to Employee Central payroll because there's all sorts of other stuff making that complicated. Um, and they're really interested in what's, what's the roadmap? Where do I go? I want to stick with SAP Success factors, but I need to know what's out there. And um, you know I'm hoping that at this one, um, we'll hear more about that. I don't see it in the agenda. Maybe I missed it. The payroll roadmap I see in the agenda is about employee central payroll, which is fine. Um, good product. It's you know based on the on-prem platform and and it's been extended in a number of ways, which is good. but um, it's not what a lot of customers are looking for long term. So I hope that we see, a, a somewhat detailed roadmap for the new payroll. Um, the other thing that I would like to see is more clarity, I guess, and maybe more detail, practical detail on the migration from HCM on the ECC platform to the S4 platform. Because there are a lot of customers out there who are not ready to move the whole thing. To their credit, SAP listened to them and and is giving them a migration path uh, for basically the same code base to migrate from ECC to the S four platform. There's a lot of notes out there. There's documentation on it. I, but you know, reading the notes is one thing, but actually um, having it explained and saying, "Here's what the work looks like. Here's what the here's the roles that are needed. Here's maybe how the contracts change. Here are." The things you gain and the things you lose um practical things for customers to evaluate um, i maybe we're not to that point yet because it's still pretty new i think it's not available until later this year but i think a lot of customers are looking for some clarity and detail on that so that they can understand well should i plan for that next year should i plan for it you in, uh, in three years from now i think customers need a lot a lot more guidance on that and hopefully hopefully we'll see something on that and not just the sales pitch of, you know, you can move to S four. what does that practically look like?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, Steve, especially, you know, now that we get into fall, um, that's when budgeting activities start to yeah. take place for the following year. So. She will be allocating, you know, resources to this for the 2023 year or is it something that they delay again another year? That's a, that's a great question.
0: Yeah.
1: Both of those things together, um uh, combined, that's really where you're going, isn't it, Steve, as far as y- y- you need to understand, okay, what do these two paths look like? And there's not much clarity on either path right now. Uh, if, you, if you're if you staying on prem, um, let's say that you've got your own time management and you don't, uh, and you're not ready and you know that success factors time is not ready for you yet. Um, well, what am I, you know, uh, what do Go I ahead do? Ahead. Uh, and I need to know, how hard is it going to be for me to the S4? You say it's just, uh, it's just snap your fingers easy. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, just a, a simple migration path. Um, well, you know, prove that out. Let us know. I mean, you've been talking, they've been talking about that piece for, you know, two or three years. It's time for them to really provide, you know, some more detail around that. And then, uh, the other path of course that you just talked about that uh, we're not we're not seeing any clarity around either which is you know how how long can will it take for us to get to that uh uh, you know, uh, to a, a true cloud payroll. Now, of course, there's that third path, which is ECP, and you know, that's it for customers where that's a where that's a viable option. That's great. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, that's that's probably going to be something that people are going to be looking more and more at is a, you know a, a flight to safety. But you know, we just need more of that clarity all all the way around when it comes to payroll, because you know, I hear that from my customers all the time. They're they're yeah. just not sure what to do, and uh, you know, it's no longer to me viable for for uh, success factors in SAP to just say okay we'll just wait and we'll 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 tell you later because it is now getting to be later
0: yeah it's been later for a while hasn't it you know part of that flight safety and is companies just deciding to not mess with it and just outsource it yep um, and that's a viable option you know I'm I'm a SAP payroll guy I've been with working with it for a long long time but you know, for some customers, that's the right decision for them now. And and the sad part then is that, you know, they miss out on the SAP functionality, which is is, is very good. But, you know, some of them are backed into a corner, and that's the, the best decision that they have. It's unfortunate.
2: I do sometimes wonder where ownership for some of these pieces fall, you know, because our success factors group is, you know, it's standalone entity, can do you know core hr has time has benefits has payroll you know here in its own standalone box um, the on-premise space you know has their own you know standalone pieces i wonder who is looking at this from an overarching perspective to see you know there are customers yeah. who uses pieces here and pieces there and there are customers who are here in this one box and want to get to the other box but the the gap is too big so i wonder where the accountability for bridging those two pieces or intermeshing those two pieces uh actually fits you know within the sap umbrella you know is that a success factors task is that a you know you're back to your traditional sap people task or is there like another group that kind of assumes accountability for that and if there's not you know maybe should there be that way you know that there's a group of folks who are at least focusing on that uh, particular aspect
0: yeah yeah that's a good that's a good point you know i have no doubt that when the new payroll is rolled out and it's you know comes to each country it's going to be a great product um you know there's so many um good sharp minds at sap for payroll because they've been doing it so well for so long and putting the that that knowledge towards a new product I think it's going to be great I think it's going to be a blockbuster product just needs to get out there just needs to happen and so um, I'm getting well I've been impatient for it for a while and I'm still impatient so I guess it shows it will be interesting to
3: see how they manage uh, uh, the the country rollout I mean the yeah. old payroll has grown into those 70 plus countries and more with partner solutions over three decades more I don't know a long time and um so how easy will it be if, if if they if they try to do this faster to work more in parallel then they probably need to give more independence to local teams and then will they go off tangents and it will be less uh harmonized maybe that's why they took one of the countries that went completely off attention in in the on-premise payroll as the pilot with the UK who had this Absolutely weird architecture with the two separate schemas. Um, so, they're, okay, we start with you, then we have you under control. But I think it's quite uh, it's quite a challenge to uh, roll out fast to a few dozen countries and, and still have as much as possible in a kind of a harmonized central core.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. It's, if that, it's, you have that challenge when you're rolling out the standard payroll products among multiple countries, right? So. Um, you know, I've had lots of, um, I won't call them fights. I'll call them pers- meetings of persuasion. With various countries to stay standard to as much as possible to a global template and to not go off the rails and, uh, you know, some of them are easier than others. Um, and, you know, you're right, Finn. it is a challenge and. Uh, so, we'll see what happens, um, you know, success connects coming up here in a few weeks and, you know, hopefully if uh listeners if you see brandon and becky out there just say hi introduce yourselves and you know get their autographs i mean it's not often oh my god guys Uh, (laughs) they don't show their faces you know in public that much so take advantage of it get it while you can um
1: i I, it's been so long i'm so i'm really excited about uh, seeing everybody in person again, it's its really like a family reunion is, is what it feels like because, you know, see the pe- same people over and over, over the years. Um, you know, we're all looking a little bit uh, grayer, perhaps some of us that have been around for a long time in the old SAP days. Um, but it's, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to to seeing everybody and, you know, hearing everyone's, um, you know, successes and struggles and, and seeing, you know, where the product's going. It's going to be re- really exciting. I can't wait to get there.
0: First yeah, one in person a for a time. long time. All right. Thanks, guys, for another great podcast. Uh, just encourage our listeners to give us feedback over on LinkedIn. We're, we'll post it there. We'll post it on Twitter, lots of different places. You know how to get us. Um, give us feedback if there's things you like or don't like. If you have questions, if you have uh, uh, suggestions for future episodes, let us know and we'll see what we can do.